Eternal Entrepreneur, we believe faith comes by hearing, and so do business skills. You'll hear powerful stories and strategies to grow your business, directly from Christian leaders who have done it all before. Catch us on Mondays for lunch breaks, our bite-sized business series, and twice a month on Fridays for faith-inspiring interviews. Hey, entrepreneurs. This is Joe Newton, one of the co-hosts of The Eternal Entrepreneur, and I wanted to give you a heads up before we get into the interview today. As you might have already noticed, this week is a little different for our schedule. There's no lunch break this week, but coming on Monday, we will have our final episode from Kieran Linehan on mindset and setting productive goals, so you'll want to check that out. And then next week, we're also going to begin releasing an interview every other Friday, so you'll have even more content on a consistent basis. Now, today's episode is sort of a bonus episode. It comes from us from our friends at the Emergence Kingdom Business Podcast, uh, Tyler and Robbie McGee, who have both been guests on The Eternal Entrepreneur, and they actually have an amazing guest on their podcast. It's, it's me, and I am a little biased, but we have an amazing conversation on hearing God's voice in the context of your business, as well as dealing with failure and realizing that failure isn't final. So I hope y'all join it. Again, don't forget to check out next week the lunch break from Kieran and our episode with Andy Mason. Now, as Pierce says, let's get into it. Hey, welcome to the Emergence Business Podcast. My name is Tyler McGee. I am one of the co-hosts for the podcast. And today we're releasing to you an episode with my good friend, Joe Newton. Joe is a great guy, uh, loves the Lord, and really has a heart to help people grow their business and see God's kingdom advance in the marketplace through business leaders, uh, their employees, etc. So I'm excited to bring this to you. Also, you know, it's the middle of March and uh, there's a lot going on here in the world, in the U.S. And I just want to encourage you as a listener, no matter where you're at on this journey of partnering with God to see his kingdom advance through your sphere, your workplace, uh, whether you're an employee or a business owner, or an operator. Uh, I just think that there's a lot of opportunity right now. And if we, as the body of Christ, will love well, if we will look for opportunities to serve and walk in humility, that this unique season that we're in, with a lot going on politically, financially, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace, I think it's just an opportunity for us to to really shine. Um, again, I, I love that the Bible talks about in the New Testament that people knew who followers of Christ was because of how they loved one another, how they loved people. And so uh, I would love for that to be our testimony, especially in the business community, people who uh, are following Jesus, for, for there to be, just be an, uh, a sentiment, a knowing that, man, these, these people are different, and there would be a yearning in those who don't know our God to want to understand why. So I just want to encourage you with that. We're going to jump into today's episode. I hope it blesses you. I hope it encourages you. So without further ado, this is the Emergence Business Podcast with our friend, Joe Newton. Joe, welcome back to the Emergence Business Podcast. How you doing, man? Hey, it's good to be back. Yeah, we're saying back uh, only because we recorded Joe's episode almost a year ago now, actually, and we did it on a really subpar setup and the audio was so bad we just scrapped it and it's like you know what we see joe every month let's just 
Let's just redo this with quality. So that's what we're doing. So that's why it's welcome back. But it's good to see you, man. How are you? Hey, doing good. I'm excited for uh, the next time we do this. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah we're just, <laughs> let's just go ahead and scrap this one and uh, actually release that one. <laughs> uh, no, but thanks for being here, man. We're excited. Um, we love you. We love um, what you carry and, you know, what God has you doing. Um in business and in life and family and all this stuff. And so we're excited to have you on. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do right now, and we'll back into your story and how you kind of began on this kingdom business pursuit that you're on. Yeah. So right now I own a company called EIJ Solutions, and it's based on helping entrepreneurs who have been in the business for a year or two. They've gotten through that initial stage of, you know, the really hard work and it's it's probably going to last at this point but they're thinking to themselves hey i wanted to get into business for myself because i wanted freedom and i wanted to have time to myself and i'm doing everything right now so i go in there and i help them start to bring structure and written processes and documentation and figure out ways that they can start offloading from themselves and uh, really create a scalable business yeah i mean that's Super important. I'm living it in one regard now. And I think one of the things is, um, depending on your experience level in the audience, um, it's possible to grow and scale a business without good systems processes and without them written down, without them repeatable. And if you do that, you're in for a world of hurt because <laughs> at <laughs> it, some point you got to fix yeah. it. Eventually it always catches up. God I can't bless. tell you how many different business owners I have worked with over the years, and they were they were super uh, successful, loved what they did, they got it launched, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, whether it's a year, whether it's two years, whether it's three years, whether it's five years down the road, at some point, it always comes back to, man, this would be so much easier if I had systems and processes in place, and then they they kind of go back to that, because at first, they're caught up in the whirlwind, you know, it's You're like just they're trying just to trying to make it su- yeah. successful, yeah. Uh, but at some point, I don't know anyone who hasn't looked at it and said, uh, yeah, the, the, the systems lag from when I started and I need to catch up on that. So it's been good. Well, and sometimes you, you look at where you are and you're like, how did we get here? And what you realize is people, if they aren't given a system to process, everybody develops their own system. Um, and whether that's written down, whether it's even known or it's subconscious, people develop their own framework for how they do things. And then as you grow, you end up with this really fragmented um, just workspace and processes that, yeah, it's a mess. So that's that's a great service. And uh, so how'd you get into that? How'd you realize that's what you want to do and spend your time doing it for other people? Yeah, so basically I spent the last five to six years uh, failing in every way that I could conceive in a, a real estate business. <laughs> so I... This is a great sales pitch. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I felt like every story that I read about an entrepreneur, they were like, so I almost went into bankruptcy. I failed, I failed, I failed. So I was like, okay, game plan. I'm going to fail hard, <laughs> quick, and in every way that I could. Get it over with. So uh, since I got my degree in classical acting, I, I knew that somehow I had to pay uh, for my master's in, in business. So so yeah, I, I started off by uh, transitioning actually into, uh, I was the general manager for a coffee shop that I had no right to be managing. Um, started just to learn the basics of 
business there and then transitioned into uh, real estate. I was a real estate agent. And anyway, I, I spent a lot of years doing different things within real estate. I, I have my broker's license. I'm, I am in real estate, but I finally figured out after all this time uh, that I should go with what makes my heart come alive. And I felt like God told me specifically to go after a vision that he gave me for the future, which was I have a passion to empower entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and a uh, passion to help people partner with God in business. And so that's what I'm doing now. It's uh, specifically, I help them to build profitable, successful, scalable businesses. And I love to work with those entrepreneurs. I also love to hear the voice of God. Um, so we can do that together. And I found over the last couple of years when I had helped a few entrepreneurs do that, uh, I actually got paid for it. I enjoyed it. So why not bring all of those together, do something I enjoy and get paid for it? That's good. You mentioned uh, being a general manager at a coffee shop, and that's actually how we met, not at the coffee shop you managed, but the one, <laughs> at that, the one you managed. That we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember we, that's this is another story for another time. But uh, we ended up buying a coffee shop because my mom really wanted one. And then we had to figure out, you know, how to buy it and operate it. Um, but in that process, I met you and a bunch of guys who used to get together on Monday mornings, I think is yeah. what it was, and just encourage one another, talk about the Bible, uh, lift one another up. And, and so we connected at that point. And um, it's been cool to, you know, just watch the journey and see how, God has led you to this point because your story is very unique in how you even got involved in business in the beginning. So break that down for us. Tell, tell everybody how you really started in, in business and yeah. what that season looked like and some of the things that, you know, God required of you or asked you to do as you got started. Yeah. So once I basically at the, to start at the coffee shop, I figured out that the best thing they could do was send half of my job to an outside accountant and then the person who was under me and also cheaper raise him up to run the day-to-day -day operations and fire me and save about half of my salary so when i told them this is what they should do they said really and i said i y yes <laughs> so they did that they fired me and i had to figure out what am i going to be when i grow up and my wife had said you're always talking about real estate why don't you go do that? And she was amazing. So she was also a teacher at the time, but we talked to Mr. Budget, got Mr. Budget down um, to cover our daily expenses. I got my real estate license, started to learn that. And like I said, at the beginning, I, I failed big. But one of the cool ways that God showed up for me, because through real estate, he taught me about how to run a business and about systems and processes and networking. And I remember when I was going into it, I said, you know, I don't want to just go into this. I, I really want a mentor. I want someone who's been there who can help me. And I was praying that. And as I was going into a prayer set one day, uh, this guy named Jordan uh, Zatoon was coming out. We started talking. Uh, he was a real estate agent. And I was like, hey, you want to go get coffee? And then for about a year to two years after that, once a week, we were getting coffee. He was mentoring me. Uh, that's how I got some of my first deals. He was like, hey, I'm doing this flip. I want you to list it. Hey, I'm doing this. I want you to be a part of it. And so he just sewed into me. So God answered that prayer. That was one of the first big ways I saw him answer that prayer is, is bringing that that mentorship in there. And then um, from that, that time, uh, I don't know how far you want me to go, but um, 
I, I started investing in myself. So investing in coaching, uh, there were a couple of programs that, you know, I paid a couple of thousand to, to get into. And, uh, that's actually where I, I, I learned specifically about systems and processes. I, I don't know how I never thought about it or knew it before that time, but it was like when this guy was like, Hey, if you'll write this down, it'll make it consistent. And if you have, I do this, then I do this, then I do this. Like, it'll make you feel more confident. You'll be more prepared. And that, that just opened a whole, whole new world for me uh, when that happened. No, it's, that's really good. I just uh, spoke with a sales trainer um, last week and I heard him basically give a pitch and he was, you know, he just asked all the business owners in the room. He's like, how many of you have a process for accounting? And almost everybody raised, raised their hand. Well, how many of you have a process for, and he listed like three, you know, functions of the business and everybody raised their hand. Yeah, we have a process for how we do that. Um, he's like, well, how many of you have a process for sales? And there was like one person that raised their hand. He's like, this is an area where people kind of fly by the seat of their pants and just whatever happens, happens. And sometimes you have people that build a business based on their ability to sell but they don't have a system that can bring other people along. And so all the while it's, it's not scalable, right? It's yeah. not reproducible. It's not repeatable until it's in a format that you can hand to someone or sit down with them, walk them through the, the steps and process. So I think that's really valuable, uh, but it's cool to see also how, you know, in the very beginning there were things that were on your heart that you wanted, that you wanted to see God doing. And, um, from, from Jump Street, there was just small things where God just really began to fulfill those um, desires and those longings that you had. And I think it resonates, too, as far as with a lot of people. It's like we sometimes we think this uh, this pursuit or, or being an entrepreneur is it's like this linear path. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we, we, we find out it's 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 not. And I think, you know, if, if, if you're out there and it's like, man, I feel like I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and. And why can't I find this sweet spot that I'm meant to do? And a lot of entrepreneurs go through that. And I think some of that's what you're sharing. And like I said, it's, it's, we have to realize that sometimes it is, but more times than not, it's not this linear path yeah. that we're on because God says, well, I need you to do this and I need you to do this and I need you to do this in order to be prepared yeah. to, the, to do this, right? So then you get to that sweet spot and then all of a sudden these other journeys that you took and these other things that seemed like they were uh, a side road, they all began to make yeah. sense and converge. And it's like, oh, I got it now. I realize why I went through those things. Yeah. So no, I, that, that, that was huge. Looking back and realizing, and I think this is really important, especially for people people who are just starting businesses is to realize you need to stay encouraged. And even though it feels like a failure today, uh, I, I like to think of it as uh, you know, learning opportunities, right? It's sure. like, man, I lost all this money. And it's like in an education, you learned <laughs> never to do that again. No doubt. And, and I, and I think that that change of mind is really important. It's like, okay, even if I fail at this, even if this doesn't go like I think it should, most likely there's something I could learn from it, or there's a connection that God has for me. There's a, you know, a, an opportunity that, you know, I need to set the groundwork for here. Cause yeah, it never A to B, never A to B. <laughs> well, and that's even even in a biblical context, because you take in, you know, what's what's God's plans or desires? Will God allow you to fail? And I think the overwhelming answer is yes. Um, and not only will he allow you to fail, but 
will he even work to orchestrate some level of failure for future success? And I think, yes. I mean, Jesus had to endure the cross, right? I mean, that was perceived as um, the end. Like, people rejoice. They're like, oh, we killed him. It's done, right? And there was a, a level of obvious pain and torment that Jesus had to walk through for ultimate victory, right? So you can take that, and you can, and you can, there's a lot of other biblical examples, but I think about James in the book of James where there seems to be this highlight on um, perseverance and refining and things that even pruning, right? The, the whole concept of pruning, it's, it's something that's, it's not all, you know, glam. It, it's, it's a difficult process, but the point of the difficult process is bettering ultimately the kingdom and whatever other things come into play in that regard. And I, I would completely echo that, that there are painful parts of my past, let's call it my past 10 years of business, things that I, I would never want to repeat. And, and part of the point is that, is that there were lessons learned that as I look back, they were minorly painful. And if I will hold those principles true and remind myself of them, it can keep me from making major mistakes in the future. And I think the Lord leads us that way. And I think, um, you know, one of the scriptures that is really interesting to me in the New Testament is that Jesus, when he was beginning his ministry, it says, was led into the wilderness for the purpose of being tempted. He, it said he was led in the wilderness to be tempted. I really think that that was the purpose of the wilderness. He was led to be tempted. And we would look at that as, man, why would the Lord, you know, why would God lead him into the wilderness to be tempted? And it was because it needed to happen. Um, for a lot of different reasons. So I think that, you know, this gets kind of off the rails into a conversation of does God cause bad things to happen to good people? And a lot of people want to say no. And my answer to that is I think too often we have just a very, very limited perspective of what a bad thing is. Yeah. Right. And, and so I was talking again, this is kind of off the rails theoretical, but I was talking to someone and it's like, well, God doesn't, um, God doesn't give illness to someone. And I could see reasoning for that within scripture. Um, but I said, just completely hypothetical scenario. What if someone, like, what if you had a son? Your son was far from, from, far from God. And God, being infinite in wisdom, knew that there was really only one way that he could draw that person to them. And it was to allow them to experience some serious illness where they would accept Jesus. They would only in that scenario would they recognize Jesus as savior and they would reach out and cry out to him and accept a sacrifice. Would allowing that person or giving that person an illness be an act of mercy or an act of spite, if you will? If ultimately, if the ultimate perspective is I and my infinite knowledge know that allowing this to happen or giving this person this is the only thing that's gonna allow them to accept Jesus, which is the best thing that could ever happen to them, I mean, and that's, again, it's a theoretical, like, situation, and I don't want to completely derail us on this, <laughs> but the point is to me that even if you hate that scenario, you're listening, you're like, that's a terrible scenario, or that's a terrible, you know, whatever. The, the point is that God has ultimate perspective, and we have very limited perspective, and if we believe that ultimately he's for us, not against us, and he's concerned with our good, and he's working things in the unseen for our good, and we're laboring, we're partnering with him for his kingdom expansion, I think that looks a lot different than some people think it would. Yeah, there's a lot of times where you've, you've heard people look back on an, 
what you would deem as an unfortunate uh, circumstance in their life. And five years past that, they'll say, man, that was the best thing, you know, that ever happened to me. And I've heard it time and time again in business. I can't tell you how many successful business owners have said, yeah, I went bankrupt. Not once, but I went bankrupt twice. But then they say, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And look where I'm at right now. Look what I learned uh, through that. And, And I just think that it's... It's a process for all of us. You know, I'm a little bit further along in the process than what you guys are. And, you know, where, where you're at right now. So if you, if you, you know, dial 20 to 25 years beyond where you guys are at to where I'm at, I still look back now with things that happened five years ago, things that happened three years ago. And I'm constantly in this process of saying, oh, I, I see now what I needed to learn and what I learned from that experience to where I can help somebody else or do something better than what uh, now than what I was able to do back then because of that. It's this it's constant process, it's part of learning too. And I think it's interesting having the right perspective when looking at and thinking about these. Because for me, you know, whether God caused it or not isn't a super productive question, especially when you're in the middle of the poop zone. Agreed. Because <laughs> uh, there, there are two verses that come to mind. One is if you read uh, the, you know, the love verse, love is this, love is that, and the amplified, one of the definitions of, of love is it always assumes the best. Mm-hmm. And then the other verse that comes up is the one where they talk about, you know, God turns all things to, to good, right? So my mindset, it's like, okay, I'm assuming that God is awesome right? Mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. Whether I have full perspective or not, like, God, you're amazing. You love me. You want the best for me and those in front of me in the end. And you're going to turn all things to good, whether I caused it, right. whether you caused it, or whether they caused it. All things can and will be turned to good, a.k.a. the glory of God and him getting recognized as the savior of the world and right. the hope of the of us all. And so having that mindset, it has been really helpful. It's like, okay, what questions are actually going to get me through right now? Right. And I totally agree. I don't think, um, I don't think it's the best question and nor is it, even if you've were to be able to figure out and get an answer to the question, what does it change at the end of the day? And that's, that's what I'm trying to drive home at the same time is that, you know, ultimately I agree. Scripture is very clear that he's for us. He's working all things out for our good. So even if it doesn't appear that way, that means my perspective's messed up. Yeah. And I haven't seen, or I don't know the full effects because I can trust in what the word says. And so, you know, I, I think that's, I think it's good for, for people to hear. And I think it's good for people to be challenged with. Um, and, but I think our, our, um, expectation should be right and aligned with scripture in that just because we're surrendered to the Lord, just because we're doing what he's asked us to do, just because he's for us doesn't mean things aren't hard. Yeah. That is not a biblical context. Like it, it, you, we are not without those trials. We are not without these difficult circumstances, but what we have that others don't, if they don't know Jesus is that foundational truth that no matter what it looks like, no matter how it appears, it's going to work out, no matter how it even works itself out on earth, Ultimately, we know that he's for us. He's working it out for our good. And if we can just stay tethered to that thought and we can stay tethered to him, stay abiding in Christ, then we don't have reason to worry or fret. Even if it's painful, even if there's no end in sight, 
we can really rest and trust that that anchor is in Christ and he's already sealed the victory, which I think is really mind-boggling, truthfully. There's, there's no other place you get that assurity, and it's one of the amazing things about knowing it and believing it. Like, I believe that down in my core, and because of that, and it's even good to have these conversations because we can, we can get focused on today and focused on the problems of the day or, you know, a, a weird year in 2020 or whatever the case may be. But having, having a, a biblical community where somebody's reminding you of that, but like, dude, the victory's won. Yeah, there's, there's still a battle going on, but it's just playing itself out. Ultimately, we know that we're victors because Jesus has overcome. Um, and that's, that's an amazing place to do life from. Yeah. It just really is. So walk us through, you, you told us a little bit about how you got started, where you're at now. Share with us some of the, the pivotal things, either pivotal moments that you experienced, things God taught you over the past five, 10 years, or some of the breakthrough moments, just whatever's on your heart of what are some stories that you feel like will encourage, will inspire, or challenge the listeners in regards to what it looks like to live this thing out on a daily basis when you're, you're really focusing on impacting the kingdom through business? So just courage, inspire, provoke. Okay. And do it on in 38. Okay. Got it. (laughs) You you know, I, I, as you were, you were talking there, I I was reminded of one of the, the, the biggest, I don't know if you want to call it principles. One of the biggest things that I've had in my life, which I think has helped me the most, especially since we're talking about um, when the poop hits the fan moments Mm -hmm. and life is hard, which anyone who is running a business right now listening to this, you're having those or will have those soon, has been how do I have confidence in those times? And for me, it, it has been having specific words that I know God has spoken and taking the time to, to, to write and document those. And like, as I made this last transition um, from real estate, I was doing a lot of owner financing deals. I was helping build a business. I was investing in it. My wife was uh, investing a lot of her time as a programmer. And we felt at the end of the year, when we prayed and talked to God that he said, Hey, you guys need to be doing your vision. And if it doesn't align with that, you need to cut it out. Mm -hmm. And so hearing his voice in that instance gave me, I think peace is the right word. And confidence, right? And confidence. uh, The the only hesitation is it's because the emotions were still there. Like to go to this business partner and say, Hey, I need to walk away from this. Like I need a clean cut and for one, me to be like, I'm not going to ask for anything. What I've contributed, right. you get, like, I'm, I'm walking away. One, to have that conversation with them as you're, like, been partnering with them for the last year is hard. And then two, the feeling like a failure. Like, if you're honest, it's like, I've been working at this. I've been telling everyone around me, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And to now go, okay, I I have failed again, even though the, those, that's that's what you're feeling on the inside. Not saying mm-hmm. that that's true or not, but the the feelings are are real. And but having known that it's like okay, I heard God, my wife heard God, like 
I'm confident in that and I'm going to step out in that. And now I've seen over the last couple of months, like my heart is in the best place it's been probably since I've gotten into business. I feel like I have more opportunities right now than I've ever had. I know that it's the right decision and I'm seeing the fruit. But if I hadn't heard from God, known it was him, had confirmations and had it in writing to go back to, (laughs) then then I might not have acted on it. I, I, because I, I did that in the past uh, when God first told me to stop being just an agent helping people buy and mm-hmm. sell houses. I didn't want to rip the Band-Aid off right away. I, I was like, well, I'll do a slow transition, and it sucked. Yeah. And, and so if I, if I had gone back at those moments and been like, okay, what has God said in the past towards my business, and what is he saying right now? Um, I, I probably could have saved myself a lot of heartache, but but the key in what I'm sharing is, it is knowing and taking time to hear God's voice. Get it, get with your spouse or your partner or whoever your your business partner, and uh, and write that down so that you can go back to it. I think is so important. And yeah. I think one of the things when we just so just real quickly when we talk about hearing the voice of God. You know, yeah. some people that's kind of a new concept. Yeah. They're like, man, he speaks to you. I never hear his voice. And and they get hung up on the hearing of the voice part of it. Uh, and, and a lot of times I use God communicates with us in so many different ways, oh, yeah. you know, through all of our five senses, whatever we hear, we see, we smell, we touch, we taste, you know, there's so many things and he knows how we're designed and he knows how we best hear from him. Some people just go to, it's an audible voice, right? So, uh, <laughs> I haven't so, gotten that one yet, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to where I can have that much confidence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but real quickly, what does that, what does that look like for you for when me, you yeah. say hearing you know, his voice? No, that's a, that's a great question question. And uh, if I can give a a super quick plug, just so if people want to learn more, uh, I have a podcast called The Eternal Entrepreneur, and I just did a series on the way that God speaks and how can you have confidence by hearing God. So I go deeper into all this. uh, So if you want to check those out, but for me, a lot of times it's that still small voice. I'll, I'll pray and Maybe it'll best be articulated the way that I, I learned to, to grow in confidence with him. So uh, I started with uh, these things called the, the hearing rooms at my church. So someone would come in, there would be three of us, we'd pray, ask God what he thinks about that person, and then we'd share it with them. And through that season, when God first started talking to me, so this person who I don't know would sit down in front of me, and I'd be like, so God, what do you think about Robbie? And then it'd be quiet. And usually for me, there would be literally like an English word or a phrase, or I would see a picture, a piece of pizza, something like that. And I, I go through, then I would go through the process of, okay, that's, that's, that's my revelation. So that's what God is, is speaking. Uh, now I'm going to ask for an interpretation for those things. So, okay, God, uh, you've said peanut. You showed me a picture of a pizza. What does that mean? And then I'd wait and I'd, I'd try to listen. And the first thing that would come to my mind, I'd just write that down. Not judge it, just write it down. So it's like peanut, seed. There's a seed that's been planted in their heart that is going to come forward. You know, what? whatever it is, I, I don't want to just fully make sense, but I, I would hear a little bit more and I would just write that down. And then I'd go to the next thing and I'd ask, okay, pizza, pizza, what, what does that mean? Is that you? And again, I would just write it down, not judge it. And then I would go and say, okay, 
these are the, the things that I've heard. I've heard this word. I saw this picture. These are the kind of the little phrases that I, I feel like you're sharing with me about what they mean. Now, how do you want me to share that with that person? Because sometimes we should share it right then. Sometimes we should just pray for that person. You know, it's different every time, but trying to go into a dialogue with him, knowing that we see in part, we're growing in part, we're learning to hear his voice. Right. I'm a sheep that's far away sometimes, though I know his voice, it might take me a little bit to, to right. get back to him. Um, and then I, I'll just live on the edge and in a very humble way, share that with them. Be like, hey, I feel like God's saying that there's something that you've put in your heart, that you've been watering, that is going to grow and bear fruit soon, but you've just got to continue to, to, to water that, that, that seed um, or, or whatever that is. And then at the end, it asks me like, hey, did any of this make sense? Because I want to learn to grow in confidence with him. And then maybe like, hey, that part about the seed, that was great. The thing with the pizza, I, nope, doesn't really mean anything to me. And it's like, you know what? Awesome. Like, I'm going to set that on the shelf, and God's now going to be able to teach me, and I'm going to be able to now grow in more confidence knowing, okay, this is kind of how he speaks to me, and this is just me being like, hey, it's getting around noon. I'm kind of getting hungry. Yeah. So I, I don't know I had that, synergy with the pizza. When yeah. You're, <laughs> <laughs> when that's thing you share it, and then people right. come back, and you never know. It's, but I think that's, that's part of it is, 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 is being confident to write it down. Like if you're getting words for yourself, it's sure. like, write it down. Don't judge it. Uh, another example I'll give real quick. My, my wife had a great system for herself in college to where if she had a big decision or something, and, mm -hmm. and I think entrepreneurs and business people can, can use this for themselves. Like, okay, I'm thinking about launching this new product or going into business with this partner. And she would just have that one thing, one question. She'd write it at the top of the, the page and ask God for that. So, God, what do you want to tell me about this new product that I want to launch? And then she would just write, again, not judging, not even double-thinking it, write, 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 until she felt like she wasn't hearing anything anymore. Then she'd stop, she'd put it away. Wouldn't even read it right then. Then after, say, a week's time, two weeks, however long, some period of time of doing that consistency, consistently, she would go back and then read through all of them. And she would start to see that there would that's be right. certain patterns. Yeah. There would start to be certain things that she would know, okay, that's God, because I don't talk to myself like that. Right. And then there were other things where she was like, okay, that goes against the word. That's definitely not God yeah. or whatever, you know, but that's how she kind of taught herself to, to grow in confidence with God. And I think yeah. it's a practical way that if you're just wanting to be like, how, how do I learn to grow? You could start there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again just to reiterate that I feel like the most important discipline that you can create in your life for your success and whatever you're called to do is learning to hear the voice of God. Because when you look at the New Testament paradigm of how we're supposed to live, we are supposed to live by following the Holy Spirit. And if you can't hear God, you can't you can't do that in daily life. You really can't. All you're left with is the written word, which is part of it but it's only part of it I yeah. mean, I, I, we believe that god's still speaking he's, he's still leading us and we believe there's so much scriptural context for that um but the other thing that i think that's really important that i want to tag along this is the bible says that there's wisdom in the counsel of a multitude mm -hmm. right and so one of the things that i've started practicing in my life is having people that i know who hear god's voice who 
I'm asking to pray about the same thing that I'm praying about. I'm not giving them my opinions. I'm not giving them my thoughts. I'm not giving them much context. I'm saying, hey, I'm praying about this. Would you pray about it and let me know if God if God shares anything with you? Yeah. And, and you know this to be true because I've done this with you and Taylor before on something that was, you know, totally, I just literally, I left you either voicemail or text message. I'm like, hey, I've got a scenario uh, and I don't know how much I gave you, but very, very limited. And I'm like, I'd love if you and Taylor would pray about it. And if God shares anything, get back to me. And what what you guys brought back to me was something that wasn't exactly what I was thinking. It wasn't the way I was looking at this scenario. Yeah. Because I was looking at it through the filters of pain, <laughs> frustration. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm looking yeah. like, you know, <laughs> my lens was was cloudy. And I was hearing certain things and you know, when you guys got back with me, I think you sent me an email. I read it. I shared it with my parents. I, I shared it with my wife. I'm like, this, this was, you know, this was their take on it. And, you know, having people in your life from a community standpoint that can do that for you, I think is really powerful because then, you know, when you reach out to people and this is where it really comes into play, it, it, it's, it's always valuable. But when you really aren't hearing well and whatever, like I said, either the pain of your circumstance or whatever it is, is clouding your ability. It's you're, you're tainting what the Lord is telling you. And you have multiple people in your life who you love and trust, who love and trust you and also hear the voice of God. And those three people get largely the same thing and you have something different. Yeah. You, you go into a wrestling with the Lord is like, man, Lord, you said that, you know, there's, there's wisdom, the council multitude. I, you know, these people, I love these people and trust them. They're all hearing this. I'm hearing this expose why I'm hearing something different. And I think that's one of the coolest parts of biblical community, um, is, is using the people of God's place around you who are brothers and sisters in Christ to help in these, you know, difficult times or seasons or important times and seasons to help you know, make sure you're hearing God's voice. And I, I think there's something with that too. It's not being afraid to get it wrong. Sure. And knowing that we're giving yourself grace to know that we're all growing in this. Because whether you're giving a word to someone else, you're receiving a word, like in your example, saying, is there something that I'm hearing differently? Why am I hearing that differently? Right. Being okay and almost excited about that wrestling with God, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want to grow up into this. And Father, I need you to father me and help me work out what's 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 in me, what, right. what lens is there. And, and I, I think that's part of why he gives so much in mysteries and dark sayings and riddles is because he's like, hey, I want to give you a little, but what's the verse? You know, it's a something of a king or God to hide a thing, and it's the right. glory of a king to, to search, to search it, out. it out. God gives us that little bit because he's like, hey, come come spend time with me. Come have a dialogue with me. Let's let's right. let's go deeper. I want a relationship with you, and this is an opportunity for us to, to go deeper. Right. If it was transactional, if all you had to do is, you know, when you got saved, if you got a little machine that you went and typed your question in and it printed off your answer, there's no relationship there, right? And yeah. ultimately, we see from Genesis that that's what God desires. He wants that relationship. And so I, I'm just saying yes to um, what what you're saying in that it's not transactional. And I think that's that's a good point. I think 
I've been very guilty of this in the past. I've, I've tried to make hearing the voice of God transactional. Yeah. Like, I'll, well, I'll go and ask God when I really need something <laughs> and just expect an immediate, clear result. And that's, that's really not how he operates or how he prefers to operate because he's relational. The kingdom is relational, and I think we see that all through Scripture. Yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this part of it, and that was I used to have uh, or still have these dreams, right? So I'd have these dreams, and they, they were not uh, something that you could just look at the dream. I mean, they were, they were what I would call types of things, right? So it wasn't this to where I could look at it, and God said, you're going to drive down this road, and you're going to turn here, and this is going to happen, right? So I was having these dreams, and uh, I remember asking God, I'm like, God, can you not just give me a literal dream? You know, you keep giving me all these things, and I'm trying to figure it out. And I so clearly felt the Spirit of God say, literal dreams don't require you to have a relationship with me. And, you know, from that point on, it's like, you know, it, it, it changed the way. I mean, I was excited about my dreams or visions or whatever and began to inquire of him and ask him about those. Now, what does this mean? What did it mean when I saw this, this tree and this tree was bearing fruit and all of a sudden the fruit died? You know, what does that mean? It doesn't... In my own mind, it doesn't really sound good or look good when I see that, uh, you know. But inquiring of the Lord, like I said, He let me know that it requires a relationship. And and what I get from from what we've talked about here is is that's from from beginning to end, all through business, you were saying this relationship and inquiring of Him and trusting Him and asking Him what to learn from the successes and from the failures and and from the direction and hearing Him. It required you to be in 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 constant relationship with him. And that's what we say, advancing the kingdom of God in business. The number one requirement is that you be in constant communication and relationship with him and his way of doing and being right. Yeah, that's good. So we're almost near the end of our time. I want to know what are some uh, resources, some things you've read recently, some things you've listened to. This could be from personal devotion to business books all across the map. Give me a couple of things that you're excited about right now, or you feel like are very uh, influential or worth people's time to go search out? Yeah. So uh, the old standby, one of my favorites, it, you've all heard it before, but the E-Myth Revisited, I, I think should be required reading for anyone starting a business. Uh, I love that one just for the the change of, of mindset uh, in it. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I've read so many books lately. There, there's a lot of good ones. The one other one that's coming up, up to mind is uh, Good to Great, which a lot of you probably heard of. Jim Collins is a, a wonderful book. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm sure there are other things. And um, the Bible uh, is a good it's one. It's a great resource. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, really just tried and true. <laughs> um, no, that's good. Emith is a great book. Uh, good to Great is great. If you haven't read that, those are really two staple books that... Um, have some great principles in it. So I was just going to, so a couple that I've, I've read lately that I think are super practical and actionable. Uh, I'm going to slaughter his last name, but Mike Michalowicz, his most popular one is Profit First, but Profit First was great. And then I recently read uh, Fix This Next, which is basically he compares business to the Slavlov's hierarchy of needs and going through like the, the levels, it, it helps you to know, okay, what in my business do I need to focus on right now? Not right. just which wheel is squeaking the loudest, what yep. should, you know, but gives you a system to, to actually go through and, and, and work yep. up your 
that that's smart yeah. to be proactive instead of reactionary. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's good advice. So tell everybody how they can follow you, how they connect with you either with your consulting company or with your podcast. Yeah. So if you want to learn uh, more about uh, conversations like this that I have, I would really love for you to check out the eternal entrepreneur uh, podcast. And then if uh, you want to visit EIJ solutions, you can go to EIJ solutions.co. Love it, man. Joe, thanks for being here today. Thanks for sharing your story for your heart. Um, to love people and to grow business. We're excited to have you on and to see what God continues to do through you and your family and uh, all that he's called you to. So thanks for being on today. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time on the Emergence Business Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.